everybody, I'm going to do a little bit more on the topic of homosexuality um, because it's such an important topic and it's a topic that really, um, for me, is rooted and grounded in love. And I've, I've said this um, a few times to a few people. I don't know if I've ever put it on social media or not. But when it comes to homosexuality, it's actually uh, the one and only thing that Jesus has ever talked to me about audibly. Um, the one time Jesus has ever talked to me audibly was about the homosexual community. It was uh, a morning when I was waking up and I had just had a dream where I was um, watching the Pride uh, Festival or Pride Parade in Chicago, uh, on the north side of Chicago. And I was just watching people go by, you know, having a good time. Um, and I remember just wondering like, why am I here? You know, it's not the kind of place that I would think to go to, um, but in my dream, I was there and just as I woke up, I was asking myself, why am I here? And then I heard very clearly and audibly. And I know it was audible because not only did I hear it in my ear, it was on one side of my face, like as if Jesus was here. I didn't see him, but he was here on, on my, the right side of my face. And I could feel the breath and feel the vibrations against my ear as he spoke. And I was... Here are the points that I will make about Jesus. No one can match his love. No one can match his love. No one. His love is so strong, you just melt the moment he starts talking. It's impossible to maintain, like, it's, you can't even, it's so much love you can't stand it. And so from the moment he started, it was almost like a reaction. The moment he started speaking, there was a compassion and a weep that came on me just from like the first couple syllables that he said. <laughs> but what Jesus said was, I love them and I gave my life for them. Very simple words, very straight to the point, but I heard it and I immediately like just was overtaken by Jesus's love, overtaken by his compassion for the gay community. And that's been four years. But since that day, I've ministered to, you know, I wouldn't say a whole lot, but a number of people in the community. And I think the reason why Jesus said that to me is so that I would have a measure of compassion and have his love. Because we all know that uh, there have been churches over time, many churches who have ostracized, you know, criticized, condemned, and beaten on that community in a very un-Jesus-like way. And I think what Jesus's heart is, more than anything, he wants every person, heterosexual, homosexual, it doesn't matter, to know that he loves them, that he loves them, first of all, first and foremost. And the other thing that I've noticed too is like sometimes I'll be talking about Jesus to a homosexual person or someone who I know is gay or bi or whatever, and it's like, I'm trying to get what God is saying to them prophetically, but I have to get past my human filter because God doesn't even want to talk to them about their homosexuality. He wants to talk to them about lying. 
He wants to talk to them about his love for them. He wants to talk to them about healing wounds from the past. And it has nothing to do with their, you know, sexuality at all. And so it's not like God always wants to target that with someone that may come down the line. You know, even with me as a heterosexual married man, God has dealt with me about my sexuality over time and in different ways. You know, what are, what are you looking at, Kenneth? Are you protecting your eye gate? Are you, you know, being um, as intimate with your wife as you, as you should be? Because when I fall short of that, I mean, to me, it's almost like a sin. So that's very important, even for heterosexual married men to also be aware that just because you're heterosexual doesn't mean that all of a sudden God approves of every sexual decision you make. He's, he wants you to color in the lines, even in that, even in that relationship, which means, you know, honoring your wife, setting aside time for him, but also being present, being intimate at the level that's necessary. All of that is, is, I mean, this is a very intimate conversation already, but you start to understand that God's idea of human sexuality is way more nuanced. I mean, he created it, so he would know. But what I would say and what I typically say to my brothers and sisters in the homosexual community is this. I'm not here to judge you. I don't have anything to judge you for or with. But if I could give you some advice that I myself have, have used all my life, I mean, since eighth grade, I've used this advice. If I was attracted to someone, starting with Ashley in eighth grade to going all the way up to my wife in college. Every person I was attracted to. Um, when I got serious about praying about that relationship, I would always ask God, God, you need to show me if this is the person who I'm supposed to be with. Because if it's not, I want you to let me know. And I want you to help me to escape it, get out of it, because it's not your will. And if it is, make it stronger. Make the, the pure love in the relationship stronger. Give me strength to be pure till marriage with this person. And that's exactly what God did, actually, for, for my wife and I. Um, we, we didn't sleep together going all the way up to marriage. Um, from the time we started dating, you know, from the time I met her. Um, and we both got married as virgins, but that was not easy and it took prayer. I don't think I could have done it with the person that I wasn't meant to be with. And so that's what I would tell actually any heterosexual person, any homosexual person is like, whoever you're with or think you wanna be with, you need to present that before God. Because the worst thing you can really, one of the worst things you can do is get married to the wrong person or be in a long-term relationship that's not godly with the wrong person. I tell, I would tell anybody this. I say, if you believe in God, you believe he should have a, he has a role in your life, you definitely need to put before him who you're attracted to and what your intentions are so they line up with God. And of course, you know, I do not believe that God would ever tell, tell someone, you know, who is same-sex, has same-sex attraction to follow through with that because Obviously, from what we see in the Bible, it's not his will. 
but if he but but if he is going to say something it's going to be directing you to what his will is for sexual relations so i just wanted to provide that nuance i know that that's something that can help anyone wherever you fall on the sexual spectrum and it's a spectrum that's getting more nuanced so what needs to happen our relationship with god and understanding with god needs to get more nuanced because if there's more options and more gray area, there also needs to be more understanding of like what God wants for us in all of that gray. And, um, you know, it's, it's, for him, it's all black and white. He knows exactly what he wants for you. But if you don't have that access to him, it doesn't look black and white. And there's grace for that, that's okay. It didn't always look black and white for me. I had to go to God to understand how to color in the lines with my sexuality. And so do you, if you want to have a God-approved, long-term, God-honoring relationship with whoever you're supposed to be with. So I guess you can call this um, my second little sermonette on homosexuality. I hope it blesses you. Share this. You know it was good. Share, share, share. Be bold. Share it with your heterosexual friends, your bisexual friends, your homosexual friends. Share this. And um, feel free to ask questions as long as you do it with respect. Um, you can email me at thekingdompodcaster at gmail.com. Thank you.